Yes, yes, yes. What's up, good people? This is MC Till with Everybody's Hip Hop Label. You're joining the Boom Bap Chat. This is number 34. As always, we want to say a big shout out and thank you to Everybody's Records here in Cincinnati, Ohio. If uh, you want to support some dope stuff, a local record store that's been uh, supporting the hip hop community here for many, many years, uh, just go over to everybodysrecords.com and, and pick up some music or buy some music for a friend. And all, also very, very excited. The new book is here. This is the Boom Bap Review Volume 2. Oh, yes. My man has it right there. Look at that. Uh, we, we, we put in over 100 dope Boom Bap hip hop albums from 2020. We write about several of them. We have retrospective pieces, essays. I got a piece in there about why I think Black Daughter is the greatest of all time. But that's that's for another show. Uh, but pick it up. Uh, you can you can find this on Amazon. Just search Boom Bap Review and uh, it'll pop up. And we were at number four uh, for new books about hip hop music earlier today. So people are scooping it and we really appreciate the love. So make sure you get that. All right, Boom Bap chat number 34. We have my man Lex, Lex N-Y-R-E. What's up, my man? Welcome. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here, man. And as always, we have my man Profound. Profound, how you doing? I'm doing well, brother. How you be? What's good, Lex? What up, Profound? All right, fellas. Uh, it's been an incredible year for hip-hop music. Uh, so what have you been listening to lately? Last few days, last week or so? What, what's, what, what have you been listening to, Profound? Oh, man. You know, I have an, uh, an eclectic sound, man. Uh, I actually went back. I was listening to um, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. Mm. I had never listened to it from start to finish. Mm. I've always listened to, like, you know, all of the songs off the album, but I never listened to it from start to finish. So I went and listened to it from start to finish, man, and it just felt like you could visually, like, put yourself back in the 70s listening mm. to that whole album. That's dope. So I was I was like all over the place this week. That I listened to the Buster again, man. Yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> it's dope though. I but I listened to it again. Right on. And, right uh, on. Conway and Benny too, man. Oh, dope, 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 dope. Cool. Lex, how about you? What have you been listening to lately? And uh, I'm always listening to a lot of stuff. Um, as we was discussing uh, offline a second ago, you know, I've been going back and forth between. Uh, the new crib and, and back and back to the apartment in Queens. So like I've been I've been on the road a lot, and uh, with that I've been just like you know whatever CDs are coming in. So I just recently got like Fliego uh, Delgado, the, the, mm. that Fliego joint just came in on CD. So I got I got my first chance to really listen to that good um, production's amazing. That 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 yeah. probably one of the best best years for beats in in current rap. I think mm. um, it's consistent, wildly consistent. Yeah. Um, so shout outs to Flea Lord. Uh, the new Knives CD finally came in. You know, only took about four or five months. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it is, man. Like, like, um, you know, with Buster, you know, he came out and he dropped it right away. You know, yeah. Electronica and Nas, uh, they they got to learn some stuff in terms of how to treat it. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the shitting on your fans, man. It's shitting right in your face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 so, so, like, I had the digital and everything, but right. you know, I finally got I got a chance to really listen into to the new Nas and the Whip. Um, that's pretty dope. I do got the Buster and the Whip also. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can't go wrong when when you're in the mood for it. You know, some of that boom. Uh, what else? What else is on there? Oh, the new Rock Mars actually. 
Mm. I, I, I copped the CD on Fat Beats, so I've been in the, now was streaming, so I've been I've been listening to that a little bit. Um, what do you think about that one? It's it's dope. I mean, it's you know, rock. He he's carved his own niche yeah, for some yeah. niche in this game. Um, you know, and a lot of people tend to follow suit, kind of in terms of it's a copycat league. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when he does it, it comes from a place of of you know, he's he's still he's still trying to set that standard. You know, um, so I, I think it's dope. I mean, he's he's always dope. He's always on point. Rhymes are incredible. He's a clever dude. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit of, uh, of, uh, you know, doing what he's done in the past though. So I, I would yeah. like to hear something a little more fresh from rock, like something that hits you out the gate, like, like something a little more up pace, like, like, um, like, like, like a new snow or something, you know, um, so this one was real laid back and, and I appreciate it for what it is. Um, but yeah, man, I would like to hear rock just kind of like flip the script on the game again. And and, yeah. and kind of you know he's good enough to reset that standard. Yeah. Um. So so this one is is dope. It's dope. Um. It, it kind of reminds me of um of the two rosebud joints that he dropped. Yeah. In terms mm. of like production style. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> I'm in Long Island now, so you know I'm I'm gonna be bumping rock and Daylight. <laughs> yeah, Daylight. I, I actually um got out Daylight so is dead today. I've been I've been on Daylight so in the native tongues a lot recently because I, I knew it was out there but I didn't actually take it the chance to like sit down and listen to it the um what had happened was podcast it's an open mic eagle sits down with Prince Paul for like I don't know eight uh shows and just picks just talks to Prince Paul about different things that in, in his music career and so I started listening to that this week and I was like oh man I gotta go back and listen to all this stuff now so um yeah. so I've been on a lot of native tongues yeah, he is. Uh, but I, I, I usually listen to Native Tongues at least, you know, once a month at least. You know, I love, I love that crew. Uh, get your fill. What's that? You got to get your fill in the Native yeah, Tongues. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, fellas. So I want to ask you all a question before we get into your hip hop story, Lex, and, and how you got into music and how you got in love with it and all that stuff. Um, I want to pose a question. Do you guys think that we are in a new kind of hip hop golden age or golden era all right so i i, I guess i'll take i'll take i'll take the first stab at this yeah, um go ahead i think in terms of the quality of music and the amount of music that that comes out that is quality i think that an argument can be made for that like there are things that exist today that i would have gone completely apeshit for um as a kid growing up in the golden era so like, if you had, you know, we had the trooper to the store and pick up a tape and, and, and pop something in and, and kind of play it on the way back home. And, and that was like an experience within itself. That kind of, that aspect of it is gone. Now you just kind of have everything in your pocket. Um, you could check everything out on, on, on Friday, um, everything that's streaming. Um, so like those things I would have, I would have killed for as a kid and I would have loved it. Um, and, and I do love it now. I have the opportunity to check for everything. But, um, you know, the, the oversaturation that, that comes with the availability of home studios and mm -hmm. just everything that exists, like the accessibility is, is so easy to create now or, yeah. or to, to at least have the opportunity to create. Um, 
so so with that you get a lot of clutter um and you don't have that um so so like the answer to the question is yes and no there's enough talented artists that that are really putting up enough of an effort where if you if you're too, you're tapped in you're focusing on it you ain't got nothing to complain about mm. um the, the dope music is there and, and a lot of it is created um but it doesn't have that big like um, that push, man, when they were actually record labels putting money into artists a, 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 as, as a package, as a, as, a, as a whole image and a brand and all of that, um, it was different. You had like that, that almost that like that movie kind of budget and attention that went into every single album and it became a very big deal. Mm-hmm. And, and folks were forced to take that seriously in terms of, of the, the whole process of going into a studio, you're not wasting time on, on, on you know, a couple G's an hour. Right. Um, in the crib, you do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, right, right. You get high, and, 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 that, and that helps the creative <laughs> process too. Whatever, I mean, not, not that, that folks wasn't doing that in, in, in the big studios also, but the reality is it's a different process um, yeah. that goes into making them. So I think that um, while while there's a ton of great music out there, it doesn't, really, it doesn't quite have the impact um, that that it used to in the actual golden era, um, where 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 people really you know you had everybody talking about the same thing because right. this is this big feature like like I said going back to that, that that movie analogy, you know this just dropped everybody's checking for it everybody's talking about it now that right. happens once in a while when somebody from that era drops like a bust right. or Nas. Um, but, but it's, it's not the same, man. It's, it's, it's like, you know, I, I, I can have like my favorite albums that dropped this year. I can have conversations probably with y'all about, but most people, they, I'm, I'm better off talking to the wall. Right. You know yeah. I, mean? I, I think that that's kind of where the internet and social media comes in to, you know, provide a platform. Uh, cause you know, cause same thing, like, there are a handful of people in Cincinnati that you know I could talk to about these dope releases coming out. But online, there's thousands of people, you know, upon thousands of thousands all over the world that we can connect to now. Um, but I agree with you. It's, it's, you know, back then it was more focused. You know, there, there might have been one, maybe two uh, good albums that came out on Tuesday, you know. And now it's like you you could get like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you know, good albums come out on a Friday. It's like back then it was focused because like you say, you had the labels, you had the money behind it. There wasn't as many, you know, as much music dropping. So I think I think it's a golden era, but just a different sort. You know, it's a different kind, you know. So. It's an era. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> it's an it is an era. Yes. It's an era, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. For sure. Well, talking about albums and, you know, going to the store and ripping the, the packaging off and look at the, you know, the album inserts and listening to it on the way home. Uh, can you go back in time, Lex, and think back to one of, if not the first time that you had that experience to one of the first times? Uh, yeah, I, I think the first um, that involved like my own money. I don't know if it was birthday money because I, I didn't have a lot of money as a little kid, you know, like I don't know if it was birthday money or tour money or something I did. But I, re- I, I vividly recall spending my own cash um, at Sam Goody in um, in Queen Center Mall uh, on D-Nice to the Rescue. That mm. was the first cassette tape 
that I purchased with my own money. Um, which, which, like I mentioned, I had very little of. So yeah. um, that, that I, I definitely recall that experience. I think that, um, and, and I'm trying to remember, because I know there were three albums that I bought on one day in Astoria. This was like a different trip to, to an independent label uh, record store. Um, and I remember just, just kind of like listening on the way back. I, I know I got The Roots, Do You Want More? Mm. Um, I believe it was Pete Rock and CL Smooth, the main ingredient. Um, and I can't recall the third tape. Uh, it's it's possible it was like Master Ace sitting on Chrome or something like that. But um, <laughs> like like all of those hold a special place in my heart. I remember getting at least a couple of them on the same day. Man, do do you all have like you're in New York City? Do you all have record stores anymore? <laughs> anymore? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean. There's a couple, there's a couple, I suppose, you know, but like New York city is big. Um, right. You know, like if, if you're like the way, the, the way that I used to look at it, I mean, I'm from Queens. So there used to be um, numbers was my spot. Num there, there was one in Jackson Heights that was close to me. And then there was one in Corona on junction. Mm -hmm. um, so those were two really good spots. Numbers was like the place that you could go to and get stuff early from. Both of those have been done for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the right records kind of became like a, a like a little like almost like a mini Fat Beats in Queens. Um, they had a lot of indie stuff. Uh, Moonshine. Um, I don't know if you're, you're familiar with like Diz Gabron and Moon, um, but Moon used to work in there. And and you would you would go you would go into this was on Junction. You would go into that shop and you could see like Juju or, or, or Les oh, in there. Wow. Day. Um, it, was, it was right in Corona. Um, and, and, and it was a spot for diggers. Lord C used to be in there a lot too. Oh, wow. Um, so, but that's, that's, that's long, uh, that actually, uh, all the right is not gone anymore, but all the right is really just like a clothing store, uh, uh, in the same neighborhood, a little bit of a different spot these days. Um, and hot wax in Jamaica was another good spot, but like all these places that I, that I think of, they're all done. They're all done. Yeah. Um, even even Fat Beats is gone. You know that yeah. was like, that was a foundation for us. That was a place where you would go when you know everybody always tells stories about seeing Percy P in the front. Like that's that he was a regular out there. You know, like you would see him selling his CDs downstairs, and uh, it was right next to uh, Grace Papaya. So like that was like a sanctuary. Fat Beats. Mm. So, um, I, I would be in there all the time. These days, there's a couple of things left, but nothing that's really like. Um, streamlined towards the independent hip-hop community um mm. and and the ones that are open are, are very far and few and i have definitely yeah. not been to any kind of record store since uh since the start of the pandemic and all that so yeah, I'm, yeah. I, i'd have to imagine that you know all those places were struggling to keep their doors open before so i could only imagine what it's like now you it's 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 crazy because cincinnati has two really dope record stores here independent record stores and one of them, I shouted out earlier on the show, Everybody's Records. Uh, I was in there, I, I went out there, I can't remember when it was. And I was talking to the, to the manager and he, he was saying that during COVID, they're actually, they're, they've been doing better. Mm. I was, that just blew me away. Um, it's, it's so weird, like some, some businesses are thriving and doing better and some are just like, can't, you know, they're going under and will probably never come back. You know, it's, it's interesting what, who is doing well and who isn't, you know? Yeah, I've, I've, I've got to imagine that um, New York City rent. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
particularly, you know, it, it, when, when you think of any record stores that's, that's left, they're probably in, in Manhattan. Um, and, and traffic in Manhattan has just gotten very different. Yeah. Um, it has been way down. Um, mm. At this point, it's, it's, it's back up to an extent, uh, but not fully. Um, yeah. And a lot of like, a lot, for, for the most part, you think like restaurant businesses that, that was out there. Because if you ever been in New York, all the, the anywhere you look, there's somewhere to eat. Yeah. Um, and that's in all five boroughs. Yeah. Um, so like that's that's kind of uh, what in Manhattan that was really like that that afternoon business. You know, right. everybody's coming for their lunch break and just you know making lines at all these all these food businesses and and a lot of those have been going under unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Man, rough times, rough times. So so going back, you you got D Nice as a tape. Uh, what what got you into hip hop? Uh, early on was it influences from family just is that what people were on in the neighborhood like what got you uh interested in hip-hop yeah I mean I think just growing up in Queens like I definitely you know it, it was kind of uh just a presence around you you yeah. know without really being cognitive of it there's graffiti all over the place I always took a liking to <laughs> to to certain artists um and just in general, I mean, it was it was it was what was coming out of the cars, you know, like mm -hmm. it, it was just there, you know right. what I'm saying? It wasn't really something that you had to seek out much. Yeah. Um, yeah. um I'm sorry, you had a question? No, I was gonna say, do you, do you? So it was just all around you, just a part of your existence. Yeah, um, I was kind of absorbed in it, uh, but I, I did have an older brother. Um, I, I recall like the first um, album that really came into the household that really had me like, I, the, the first record that I liked was a video probably um, Paris Just Don't Understand, Fresh mm. Prince, Jazzy Jeff. Um, but but like when it when it came to, I think the first time I heard Benita Applebaum is really when like, it, like, 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 the, it blew the door off the hinges for me and I would just wanted to hear more. That's when I started to get kind of hooked. And when my brother copped the low end theory, um, I must've been 10 or 11 years old around that time. Um, that that's like, that was the album that got a lot of burn in my household that really, mm. uh, you know, kind of transformed me into a hip hop head. If, if hip hop wasn't there, like if, if, if it didn't exist, what do you think you would have gotten into and, in, you know, have been kind of your passion early on was there were yeah. in other words were there other I, I passions feel, you had I do come from a musical family you know like my, my father um he plays primarily guitar but he plays a, a few instruments um and, and um I used to see him and my uncles kind of do jam sessions um you know uh when I was growing up so I was always kind of around music um, I think that if I didn't get into hip hop, I, I probably still would have found my way into um, into something that involved music, um, most likely DJing, um, just kind of listening to yeah. rhythm. And, you know, I, I think the drums are really what attracted me to, to, yeah. to the music in general, just that 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 kind of head nod, that boom bap, that, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think all of us kind of got hooked to, 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 to that rhythm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know exactly what, but I feel like it would still be music. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So, so you were highly influenced by Benita Applebaum, Low mm -hmm. End Theory. Is that what got you into actually participating by you know writing and recording? Uh, well, actually, I, I first got into I first got into DJing a little bit. Um, okay. 
I, I recall taking a, a trip to uh, the Bay Area back in probably 2000, I'm not 2000, um, back in like 93, 93, 94. Um, and uh, my cousin, um, who actually recently passed away um, mm. a year ago, um, before COVID or anything like that. Um, so rest in peace, Jason. But he, mm. um, he, he was, he was actually a couple of years younger than me. He was just like really, really talented um, with the turntables. Uh, he actually, his uh, stepmother was, um, I believe, Mixmaster Mike's uh, godmother. Oh wow! Uh, so, so he he actually learned how to how to DJ from Mixmaster Mike and the Invisible Scratch Pickles and Q-Bird. Mm. These dudes, like, that, that's who taught him how to DJ. So when I went over there. He was doing crazy shit like like plugging in like wah wah pedals and and like all kinds of like guitar amps into into his turntable mixer and just creating like these ridiculous sounds. He was just crazy nice with it. So um, that that kind of gave me the fever to to get into DJing. And um, I, I believe like either that that next Christmas um, I had gotten a, a setup um, mm. at. So I just started, you know, started doing that. And when, when, when my people would come over, we would, we would listen to the instrumentals that I had on all my records and, and we would freestyle. Um, and, and I, I started making tapes um, on the, uh, on, from my turntables, whatever instrumentals I had, I would, I would just toss them on a the tape, bring them to the park and we would just kind of cipher um, out the little boom box. And, uh, you know, that's really where at some point, the love of, of, of rhyming just kind of outweighed the DJing for me. Mm. Um, and, and I really kind of, you know, like I just started to take that a little more seriously and then and, and start writing down my thoughts. Do you remember your first rhyme? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I, I can't even remember my last rhyme. Like, <laughs> lately. Um, but, but yeah, no, nah, I, I can't remember. First rhyme. I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on a uh, on I, I I consider it a, a steady branch in limb and say that it was probably somewhere around uh you know like 48 bars or so. <laughs> <laughs> Profound. It, it was just some long shit. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just yeah. Like, yeah, that's fun. That that was a uh, the last interview we did with Stick Figure. Um, <laughs> he talked about. When he first got with who was it with Odyssey? When he first got with Odyssey, uh -huh. he uh, just wrote a big old long verse because he just wanted to you know impress him and be raw. And Odyssey was like that. That's not a song. Let's, let's yeah. work on writing a song. <laughs> uh, Profound. Do you remember your first rhyme? No, you know why? Because my first rhyme was a freestyle. No, uh <laughs> you know, like I, 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 I freestyle talent shows and everything mm -hmm. else. Like I didn't learn how to write until. I wasn't writing like songs until like I graduated high school. So we talking yeah. about 92 is when I was really starting to understand like song structure and writing actual songs and all of that. But my first rhyme was off the top of the dome. Right on. I'm always fascinated by MCs that can remember their first rhyme. Like, man, I don't know how they do that. Like so long ago, like anyway. I uh, remember certain parts of freestyles from years ago, but not like, you know, unless she was like really in that moment, you could yeah. you caught that that perfect wave, that one right. perfect night on that one perfect beat when you just happen to remember it all. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're getting into DJing, and then at some point you transition and start focusing on the rhyme more. Around what? Like, is this high school? Before high school, college? What? This was like right, right towards the end of high school, I think. Okay. Cool. So I really was taking the rhyming a little bit more seriously. I I, I think that um, it's funny uh, we talk about like song structure and stuff like that. I actually can recall um, me teaching myself how to count bars, mm. uh, uh, and it was it was a high tech instrumental from uh, mm. Black Star record, not Black Star, yes. sorry, from from a Reflection Eternal record. I believe. Cool. So that must have been like ninety eight, ninety nine. Um, and, and uh, that that yeah, so that would have been like like right at at the end or end of high school for okay. me. Right on. So then, what was the process like uh, going from like taking the writing seriously to actually recording a song or a project? Right. So um, you know, as I as I mentioned earlier, we was doing kind of like the park freestyles and, and and ciphers and all that. And uh, so like when when I first started rhyming, I was really part of a group. Um, it was a clip called Sinister Circle. It was mm. myself, my cousin Fifth, who goes by Loaded Dice now, and uh, my, my man Snake Eyes. Um, we were the three MCs, and then there was two producers in our clique. It was my brother Enoids and my man Ra Ra Aguilar from Left Rack um, at that time. And, um, uh, you know, they, they, as they were kind of like learning what, what they was learning in terms of the production, we all kind of learned together. Um, and, and my brother, he had set up a home studio um, hmm. out here in Woodside, Queens. Um, we used to call it uh, Waterworld at first because he had the blue walls in there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, once he set up the studio, and I, I think first um, he got like a 24-track recorder. I, I think it was some kind of Yamaha. I can't remember the exact model. Um, but but once we had equipment and started laying stuff down that way, you know, that's that's when the fever really kicked in. And it was like, all right, you know, like we bounced a lot of ideas off each other. So, um, you know, like I, I can say that, like listening to as much music as I did and learning timing patterns in terms of blending and all that, from the DJing aspect of it, um, it, you know, I always paid attention to song structure. Um, so I think that that was probably one of my strong suits in terms of what I brought to the table and, and, and trying to keep things lined up in a way where it made sense for a song. Um, but, you know, everybody would bounce ideas off of each other and we really learned together. So, so you know, I, I'd attribute that to, to the upbringing within my group. Did you all record then as a group? Yeah, yeah, we did record collectively as Sinister Circle for, for a long time and we did a lot of shows. Um, Primarily, like I want to say, mid two thousands um, to late two thousands, we were doing a lot of shows um, with, with Sinister Circle, and then like um, through that process, we met we met some brothers, and that's when Rhyme Exchange really like took off for us. Um, we just formed a, a bigger clique with a couple of different groups: um, Midnight Specialists uh, out of Brooklyn and, and Washington Heights, and then uh, uh, Decay and Y was another group. Um, uh, and and uh, my man Zepps. So like we all connected and, and kind of formed Voltron for New York Rhyme Exchange. That's what the NYRE in my name stands for, New mm. York Rhyme Exchange. That's dope. Um, yeah. So so uh, yeah, that was the clip, man. We we had a lot of fun recording and, and performing. That's dope. That's dope. I want to get into you know some of the th those recordings, especially what you recorded this year and put out. Um, but I'm curious to know, like, you know, growing up. You know, I, I love the East Coast sound. And so like when 
all that stuff was coming out, like the native tongues and the mid nineties with, you know, big L and OC and just like Nas, there's just, it was just so good. Like I was just, I love that sound. Um, and then it felt like, I don't know, somewhere along the lines, like after Raucous, it felt yeah. like there were, there was still some dope music coming out, but it was kind of a lull. Like it wasn't like the dopeness that was just like, it was like an onslaught for a while. I feel like there was a little bit of a lull from, from the East Coast hip hop. And I remember specifically, I was, I was at Fat Beats. This was before they you know, shut down. I don't know how much before they shut down, but I went in there and it, it like, there was hardly, I don't think there was anyone there. I think it was just the guy that, you know, was managing the store or whatever. And, you know, I was asking him like, you know, who's hot in New York city right now. You know, I want to come to fat beats and buy like, you know, a hip hop album from a New York artist. And uh, there wasn't like a whole lot of, you know, artists to choose from on, on the CD shelves. And I was just like, Oh, this is interesting. But then it feels like there's like, we talked about like this hip hop golden air. It feels like there's this new wave of artists from New York City. I think Rock Marciano was on like the, the forefront of this new wave. Uh, you know, yourself, uh, Flea Lord, you mentioned. There's just like artists after artists after artists uh, coming out of New York City. Do you get the sense that, that that's kind of, and this is just one person's perspective, but do you get the sense that that's kind of true that there was kind of a lull in, in the quality of, of music coming out of New York City? I, you know, I never really felt like, like being from New York, I felt like there was, there was definitely a time period where I had to defend New York as like, nah, it's, it's not whack out here. It's just nobody's really checking for what's good. Mm -hmm. um, and so, so there was never like a drop really in talent. If, if, if you were around the scene, close enough to the scene, you seen that there were a lot of people that were behind the scenes grinding. Like when, when I talk about doing those shows in the mid 2000s, I was doing shows with like Mayhem Loren and, you know, like mm -hmm. a lot of others who didn't really pop off until a little bit later. Yeah. Um, Nems, you know what I'm saying? Like he finally mm -hmm. got, got, got some proper shine now. Um, but, but, you know, he's been grinding forever. Yeah. Um, so like I, I, there, there was always a scene there where, where, where there was a lot of dope artists, you know, like, you know, cats like, like AOK -okay click and, and, um, uh, Fresh Daily and and Homeboy mm. Sam and like this this you know this there's always been a big circle of creative folks in New York like that 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 culture even when it feels dead out here it never is because you go yeah. anywhere else and you're like oh this is real dead um, in New York it's like it, the city really doesn't sleep right uh, so you know there, there there was always something to do this year has been strange you know like it's it's kind of it's right. weird to 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 go out and and not really have any opportunity to really do something that's right, right. that is not new york city life you know or at least adult yeah. life um but but that's what it's become now um so so, so but but you know people are home making music now and you got like yeah pretty incredible artist man i mean you know like uh do like rome streets is killing it right now mm -hmm. like there's, there's dope mcs out of new york but i've always felt like they always have been yeah. you know i i think um no matter what if you go it, it probably goes in about like three or four year waves so like you go back a little bit when when action and and mayhem and and like outdoorsman and and uh Broken Home and Starving B and all these cats just started really first getting their, their proper shine. Um, those cats are incredible, man. Like, motherfuckers could, could, could outrhyme uh, a lot of people. Uh, yeah. So, 
I mean, I feel like any 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 point in time in New York, if you really take a deep dive into the scene, you'll be able to find that talent. Yeah. Uh, it's always been there, but it but it but there was definitely a low in terms of of um, the shine that any of that was getting because like it took a while for people to get back into uh, you know to to break out of the mold of of trying to emulate a sound and it still goes on to this day but trying to emulate a sound a sound that's not native to here um, while you know um, while while maintaining like like a, a certain amount of art, artistic integrity um, so there's always been like that true that true Yorker kind of kind of essence out here. And I think, again, like another group that I think kind of uh, somehow went somewhat overlooked during that time period is also like QM5. Um, you know, and you look at the roster that they had, you know, talk about like Bad Seed and Pumpkinhead and, and like, you know, Domingo was down with that click and, mm. and just like, it was just a, a you know extended fam, and it was, it was a good strong circle of really talented people. Obviously, you know Tone Def and Pack FM, like you know the, the, they were kind of the forefront of, of that clique. But but again, you know like you can always find the people in New York that was doing it. Yeah. No matter what time period you looked at. Sounds like New York hip hop over the last twenty years or so. It's kind of representative of you know kind of how I feel hip hop is now. Like if you're not digging. If you're not in it, the perception might be like, ah, it's it's not like it used to be. There's not the dope hip hop music. Right, but if, right. if you're, but if you're in it, then you know, like, oh man, yeah, this is this is some dope music coming out. So, exactly, exactly. A lot of people even today will say, oh, rap, that shit is dead. You know, I don't, I don't want to hear none of that. Oh, well, well, don't try tapping into what the kids are listening to. Just look for what you like. Um, and, and yeah, it's always been like that. Yeah. Speaking of kids, you you have two kids. I have three. Three kids. Okay. Three yeah, kids. One, one of them is pretty much an adult now. So yeah. Okay. Two kids. <laughs> I, I'm curious to know because they are, are any of them teenagers? Yeah, my, 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 my eldest, uh, she just started college this year. So. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Do they listen? What, what's, what's their listening? Like, what are they, what kind of hip hop or music do they listen to? Yeah. Uh, so my, my oldest, uh, both of my daughters, uh, neither of them are really into rap at all. Um, which, you know, I, I, I try not to really push any influence on my kids in terms yeah. of what they're listening to, because you got to let kids enjoy what they enjoy. Yeah. Um, but my son, um, <laughs> I don't know if it's just kind of like hanging around me or, or, or you know, I, I never really try to push it on him, but he just kind of takes to the older stuff. Um, like, it, it's funny because like he wasn't anything he gets into, he gets really into. He's 15 mm -hmm. years old. now. He just turned 15. Um and uh, over the last couple of years, he's been more interested in rap. Uh, so, oh. you know, like half the time I, I, I try to log into my Spotify and he's listening to something. You know, but, but he's into like he's into the older stuff. So when I say I, and it was exciting when he started to get into it, because like I, I'll tell him what to check for. And, and, you know, like so he, he lives with his mother. Um, I, mm -hmm. I see him like more and more of a weekly basis. Um, and if I don't see him for a week, he comes back and, you know, whoever we discussed last time, he's like, oh man, I listened to this album. I listened to that album. So like a lot of Gangstar he was into, mm, a, lot of, oh. a lot of Tribe, a lot of Mob Deep, a lot of uh, Wu-Tang. He's, he's kind of gone through everything one, one by one. Uh, he, he, you know, he, he, he's interesting. He likes stuff like MF Doom because he's just not into the, 
he, you know, he has a little bit of an elitist attitude. I, I tell him, <laughs> you know, let, let people like what they like, you know, right. just, you don't have to follow. Right. That's right. kind of grateful for with my kids. None, none of them really uh, follow too heavy uh, on anything. They just kind of get into their own thing. And, and he happens to be into the same type of hip hop as me. So that's, that's, that's what we share with him. Yeah. Now, when it comes to music or entertainment in general, I, I have friends who are on both extremes like some friends be like you cannot listen to this music because it has you know cuss words in it or violence in it or whatever and then i have friends that are like no let your kids listen to anything at any age because you have to expose them where do you kind of fall on that spectrum of what you allow your kids to to take in when they're with you i think that that really depends on how they react to it you know what i mean so so like for me if if you know, uh, as I mentioned, my son just, you know, he started getting into stuff and I, I exposed him to Mob Deep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 there's probably not much, you know, more violent in music that you can get than like Mob Deep. Right. So, you know, like, uh, depending on how he's going to react to that, if he comes back the next week and he's, you know, he's doing all this shit fuck ass, you know, like all, all he's, he's cursing his head off or, or just acting like, like he don't give a shit. Um, then that's uh, that. That's where I cut it. You know, mm. that's what I say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. guy, you got you feeling bold. Like, hold on. Right, right. <laughs> but, so but how he doesn't take it like that? He listens to it and he enjoys the art, the, the artistic expression of it. Yeah, yeah. So that's it really cool. depends, I think, on the kid. You know, right, like right. what their experience is and 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 how they respond to it. Yeah. Um, so I see no change in 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 the way that that in in the behavior or the or you know just just even language or anything like that yeah fine with it i let him play mortal Kombat. you know what i'm saying like uh, uh, right gotta let that aggression out somewhere man i was a kid once right right speaking speaking of kids and you mentioned that your son is sometimes logged in or listen to your spotify my son he's five my son's five and today uh that happened to me he, he was listening to spotify on an alexa and the song the song was called poop and the lyrics to the song, it was just poop. They were just singing the word poop over and over again. That's, that's exactly what a five-year-old needs to be listening to right now. So he's yeah. having a good time with that. It's poop. That's cool. Uh, Profound, what's on your mind, man? You have any nah, questions, man, any thoughts? No, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling Lex, man. I'm right along with him being a father myself, man. I, don't, yeah. I, didn't, censor, I didn't censor my children. We played everything, man. Um, uh, my youngest... I remember I wore, I think, one of the EMC albums out, man. And he was the one that had Charlie Murphy on it. I think that was, is that the Tonight Show or the Turning Point? One of those. But man, he just, <laughs> he was like all of three or four years old, man. But he was just EMC and Master Ace and all of that. That's all he knew because that's all I was playing. But my pops and my parents didn't censor anything that they played, you know, and they probably should have, <laughs> but they didn't censor anything, man. We watched it all. We seen it all from Richard Pryor to, you know, whatever it was, you know, we was just taught like you knew how to talk when you was around your parents or whatever. So, but other than, and I never, never even thought to censor anything for the kids, man. Like, yeah. and especially being an MC, like how that look, you know what I mean? Yeah. To me, like how I look telling you, you, you can't listen to this and here I am in the booth, like, with a parental advisory sticker on the album, like <laughs> cut it out, right? And I, I like what you said, Lex. Like you, you were focused on the person, 
you know, I think a lot of people get so, so strung out on like a rule, like, oh, I can't, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't let them listen to this because it's not right or whatever. But th- that, that gets like, you know, you get into fundamentalism with that stuff. But like your approach seems a lot more uh, reasonable and, and, and more, you know, it's about the person. Like, how is the person responding? And if the right. person is responding in a healthy way, then that opens up the avenue for, you know, growing and conversations and all kinds of great stuff. If it's if, if they're not responding to it in a healthy way, then, you know, then you can step in and say, well, let's, you know, let's rethink this, you know. This right. You got to give them the opportunity to uh, to make you proud. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Right on. Right on. Well, jumping back into the music, um, you released two if I'm not mistaken, two albums this year. Uh, ha- had you released two albums in a year prior to this? Um, I, yes. Uh, I think the last time I did was in 2018 um, okay. when I dropped the Alex album and yep. then I had dropped an EP called Flozark, but um, the, the next album that I dropped that, that year was um, with, with my man Kespa, Honorable Exchange. That's right, um, yes. So, so both of those projects dropped in 2018. And I, I think I had pulled that once before. I, I can't I can't say exactly where. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've tried to consistently release music. If, if not, you know, one album a year, at least like uh, try to get an EP in or, or some type of instrumental project out. If you, wh- do you desire to put out more? Or is that a good a good rhythm for you? I think every artist kind of desires to 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 get rid of their back catalog because you know, we have mountains <laughs> upon mountains sometimes. Um, so like, there's always a desire to like move on to the next thing. Um, yeah. You don't know how much time you have on this planet, so you know you want to express and, and and share as much of of your material as as possible. But at the sure. same time, you know it's it's within within reason it's all about finding the balance man because uh yeah life is challenging man so sometimes you just got to sit on the back burner yeah um, for sure for sure but, and uh, the creative process uh you know I, I i do think that 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 more than more than like three set things a year is is probably too much just because of how many people are, are out there creating and, and yeah. doing the same thing yeah i, I, I generally think like if it's dope, it's fine. Like, I don't care if you put out an album every week, if it's dope. However, I have found that even like Flea Lord's output, he's putting out like one a month. Mm-hmm. I find it like sometimes like, man, another one. And they're dope. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like dope fatigue, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. You can't really appreciate it. Um, I mean, I, the same thing with the guy Fahim, you know, like he, he oh, was putting yes. out how many, like 11 albums a year. Um, and, and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of these dudes kind of do that same type of thing because you can, you know, yeah. like if, if you're in a space where like, I could imagine how much energy I would put into music if, 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 you know, that was like, if, if I didn't have dependence on my, my source of income, I could, if I, if I could just focus on it, like yeah. a job, you're killing that shit. I put out an album every week if I wanted right. to. Right, 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 uh-huh. right. But I think I think you can't, yeah. can't eat prime rib every. Well, you could eat prime rib every day, but it probably wouldn't be good for you. Right, and and <laughs> it, and, and it wouldn't it, it it wouldn't even taste as good anymore. Right. Yeah. 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 So I think your I think your level of output I think is a good a a good digestible output. 
you know, right. talking Thank about you. food terms. I, I, do, I do try to be a little bit mindful of that as well. Yeah. Like, there, there are other things that I could try to push towards finishing, but I'm like, you know what? I just dropped this. I'll let that breathe. <laughs> right, right. So speaking of your output, two albums this year. I love the, the first title, Fug It. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell us about that album, what it's about, how to come together. Like, just give us the story of that album. So, so Fuck It was actually kind of like, um, it was an idea that I had for a while. Um, it, I, I knew that collectively there were some songs that, that I had dropped as Lucy's, things that I, I at some point I wanted to compile. Um, and, and when, you know, and things that were just kind of like being recorded, but not really focused towards landing on any specific projects. So when I, when I would listen to some of those tracks, um, you know, I, I had noticed that a lot of what I was receiving either from the producers that were involved with that project or just the mind state that I was in, um, they, they, they had a bit of a, of, of a, a feel that tied together. Um, and, and the whole concept behind Fug It was just like, you know, don't, don't worry so much about what everybody else is thinking. Um, just, just, just put your foot forward. You know, and that's kind of where, where fuck it came into play for me um, was like, all right, you know, it's, it's been a little while since I've had um, a, a vocal album released. Uh, I have these joints that, that I like. They, they sound good together. Yeah, yeah. Um, we start, you know, a couple of them are mixed. Let me start reaching out to different people and, and, and seeing what I can pull together. And, and it tied into a pretty nice, nice little bow <laughs> for me. Yeah, um, and, and I was able to package it in a way, you know, I, I had, I, I did a quick loop and, and, and found some sample material that I, that I knew I, I, I could use for this project. Um, and, um, you know, just kind of formulated um, a pattern. And, and that's kind of where the DJing comes back to me too. A lot mm. of this, like, I feel like the sequencing for, for an album is very important. Um, you know, you, you, you want to be able to to show a, 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 a bit of diversity, um, but at the same time, it's got to flow nicely in a way where it makes sense as a listen through. Uh, so all of my projects, I try to make sure that they that they run through in, in a fashion that that's listenable. Yeah. Um, and, and fuck it. I mean, like a lot of those tracks, just, they, they, they suited, they, they sounded good around each other. Um, so I was able, it was, it was probably one of the easier albums I was able to put out. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like a cohesive album for sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the, the title, uh, was that from the ice, was it ice tea on the intro? Uh, yeah. On the intro, I had found the ice tea interview, um, yes. with talking about, you know, I, I mean, and that just embodied what I was trying to hit with on the album. You know, yeah. when I found out, I was like, that's what I mean when I say fuck it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Fuck it, just go for it. You just know? go for it. If, if you have, if you're listening in, you have not heard the album. It's spelled F U H G G E D. So yeah. m- make sure you go search that. It's a good album. It's what's that? <laughs> I said with a hashtag. Yes, yes, it, that's right. A hashtag at the beginning. I've heard about that. Uh, so make sure you hear that. Go listen to that album, and then when you finish that album, you can listen to Crazy Eights, which was wild. How I, I, that was a single you put out this year. Yeah, eight eight MCs on there, and that beat is dope too. By the way, super dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I I looped that off of an Italian soundtrack record. 
Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. How'd that, that song come together and why? Yeah, tell us about that one. I'll, I'm curious to know about eight MCs on one hour, on one song. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I just, you know, I, I, after, it was after I made the beat that I really thought that, that I wanted a posse cut. I like mm. the pace of it. I wanted to hear a number of different rappers on that beat. Um, I wanted to hear a number of my favorite rappers on that beat um, and, and folks that I had relationships with. Um, so, so, you know, like that was just like, uh, it was a good excuse to, to get a couple of people that I've been, you know, pretty tight with over the years onto one record, um, you know, that we hadn't collaborated with previously. I think on that record, I'm not sure if, well, well Spit, I, I, I had it, Spit Gems, I had record, a couple of records with already. Um, but aside from Spit, I think that was the first collaboration for most of those brothers, which mm. I, I never really thought of until right now. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to get, you know, oh, Wreck Ali also, I had I had uh, another mm. record with before, before Crazy Eights. Um, but um, yeah, so I mean, I just knew that I wanted to hear a certain type of bravado on it. I wanted to hear different styles. I wanted to hear different voices. Um, and I wanted a good posse cut. Yeah. Um, so, so that that song may or may not still make it onto a future EP self-produced project that I'm working on. Oh, nice. Um, but uh, which is kind of like the follow-up to Alex. I mean, that, that I have a couple of different series in alignment mm -hmm. that still will make their way out. Um, but, but that was one though, especially like with, with the pandemic and, and, you know, kind of like feeling a little inactive because I was heavy on the show scene, you know, even if I wasn't, yeah. I'd still be there just, right. just, just to, to, to get out and, and hang and, and, you know, like experience the scene a bit. Yeah. Um, I, I, I remember hitting you up saying, yo, can, can you kind of be like a reporter <laughs> on the scene? For everybody's hip hop, was it was a Sky Zoo because I'm a huge Sky Zoo fan. I was like, "Yo, can you like just go, you know, get some footage and tune in?" Yeah, Sky Zoo, Sky Zoo's dope, man. Have you ever have you ever come across Sky Zoo and done any stuff with him before? Um, actually, I do have a record with Sky Zoo and Fu on uh, my man Cole James Cash project, um, Street Champion. Uh, oh. dropped a couple of years ago. He actually, I think he has it on Bandcamp for free right now. Or, oh, you dope. know, maybe um, so yeah, if, if anybody's listening, check, check for that project, man. I'm on the joint with, uh, um, with Skazoo on there, uh, called NYC, uh, Subway Fights. Um, <laughs> nice. Speaking it, it, was, it was like a Street Fighter themed album. So a lot of the, a lot of the tracks had like fight themes on them. Right on, right on. Speaking of free music on Bandcamp, are you still doing, was it, uh, Lex, Lex, Lex says, says listen? Good. Is that yeah, right? yeah. You know what? I, I am still doing it, but I haven't been doing it with like the move and everything. I haven't been yeah. keeping up with the block. But what I do is um, for anybody that's unfamiliar, I, I what I do is I take um, uh, singles, EPs, um, instrumental projects, just anything that artists themselves release for free. Um, yeah. So like, the idea is, is kind of like this is a spot where you can go if you don't want to pay for rap but you want to experience it, you know, this is where you can find some good free hip hop. Yeah. Um, your price hip hop, you know? Um, so, uh, yeah, I kind of went like I, the, the, the tagline for that site was like, um, uh, stop bootlegging. Yeah. I, I love the idea because, you know, there's all, I mean, if you want an album in 2020, you, you most likely can get it. You can yeah. bootleg it and get it. 
And I love, I love this idea, the service that you're providing, because these are albums, like you said, that the artists themselves are putting out for free. So there's no bootlegging going on. You're just trying to get the this music in your hands. Put, yeah. Yeah. Putting it in one place, man. And I do know like a couple of DJs that would that would frequent um, my page. I, I've got to get back on it, man. Like yeah. the last couple of months has been hectic with work. And, Understood. You know, but uh, but but yeah, no, that's definitely something I do want to continue to keep pushing forward with. And, and if people want to go there, is it LexSaysListen.com? It's LexSaysListen.wordpress.com. Yeah, you know, the site is free too. That's <laughs> all good. I mean, yeah. So search that out, LexSaysListen.wordpress.com. So go check that out and support that. So then the last album you released that got in the book is yes, uh, Let Go, dope yes. album. Uh, who is by Lex and Buck? Who's Buck? So Buck is the producer of the project. Okay. He's um, he's a producer that's originally from uh, Venice Beach, California, um, or Venice, California area. Um, and uh, he relocated to New York. I want to say probably around like it's been a few years now because we started this project a while ago. Um, uh, so I actually have two projects um, with with Buck. Uh, this oh, nice. was the first. Yeah, so this is the first in the series with, with Buck. Um and uh yeah, he's just a talented dude, man. Like I've been I've been working with him since um my, my hash album, How About Some Hardcore. He produced a joint with me and Mayhem and he produced a joint with me and Timeless on that album. Um and uh yeah, we just had good chemistry. He had three tracks on on that project and and uh even before that he was on one of my one of my prior albums, Maintaining in two thousand nine. So we've been recording music for a oh, long dope. time. Well, um, I... Yeah, uh, uh but but this was, you know, like we we've been collectively like creating um a, a pretty big catalog of, of tracks. So Initially, the first album that I that I planned on putting out with Buck was was not going to be let go. It was a different project, which I still have certain songs slated for that particular project. Uh, that's gonna if I, the, the the tentative name I'm running with for that project is real estate. Mm. Um, but um, the uh, but let go was like a collection of tracks that we knew were making that album initially. And then it was just like some other other beats that I had sitting around from them. Like, you know what, let me beat this thing up a bit. Um, and this one also ended up just kind of becoming something that that I was able to to you know work with in a fashion where um I felt I felt very happy with the final product as far as you know the sequencing of the music and how yeah. everything straight through. I um, think it's I think I think it might be my favorite album from you. Um nice. yeah, it's just it it I, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear you say that like some of these songs were songs that weren't going to be on a different album because this oh, feels, yeah, that one's going to be better than this one. Wow. Well, I can't <laughs> wait for that because this one, favorite. this one but really. I know this one is good though. I, I'm, I, I won't take anything away from this one, man. If you ain't heard it, check it out. You let me know if you think it's good. Yeah, it's uh, real. It's real good. And if you haven't heard it, uh, just go search Lex N Y R E. Uh, the album's called Let Go. Um, Give it a listen. And it's a good link too. It's 11 songs. I, I think 11 or is it yeah. 12? 11 songs, uh, just, just over 30 minutes long. So it's like, it's not a super short EP, but it's very digestible. It's, you can sit down one listen and enjoy it. And um, a lot of albums, you know, you, you put bangers at the beginning and sometimes there's a lull and, you know, it doesn't really finish strong. This album, you kind of start off really high. And, and then my, in my opinion, 
last two songs are my favorite songs on the joint. Yeah, um, nice. That's what's up. up. Yeah, Up and Adam. And that Up and Adam to me, like my real name's Adam, biological name is Adam. And uh, my grandpa would always call me Up and Adam. So, and it's a positive nice. song. So that kind of took me back to this like real positive place. And then, man, I love that last joint, Let Go. Yeah, Did, now that, that was actually the most recent joint that I recorded for the project. Were um, you... Were you, were you, did you have plans to, to, to rhyme on that? Initially, um, so so me and Buck were, were starting to wrap up um, Let Go um, earlier this year. Um, this was kind of in the heart of the pandemic. I was definitely going through some uh, some family matters that, that, that was uh, happening around me and to a lot of people that I cared about. Um, I had a lot of people lo- losing loved ones out here. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, my family included. So, um, you know, Buck, when, when, when we were talking, Buck uh, was like, you know what, I kind of want to close out the track with, with an instrumental. Um, and I was, I was open to it. Um, and, and, you know, uh, he had sent me the track and it was just amazing. That, that, that'd be incredible. Um, yeah, it's a dope beat. Yeah. And uh, I mean, when I, when I heard it, I was like, you know what, let me, let me kind of, it, it was long already. So I was like, you know what, let me, I, I think I could fill up a good portion of this and still keep the instrumental at the end and, and, and have it serve its intended purpose while continuing to add something, uh, 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 some, some more meaningful words for the present to yeah. the album. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's exactly what I was able to do with it. So like, um, it was like a real easy vibe to get into. That was one of the easiest songs I've written in a long time. Oh, um, man. And it just it just felt right, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's because I had to kind of like change some things, and you know, it's it's been it's been a long year, man. People, yeah, people, man. you passing away. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that song, like you talked about, it was easy to write. It comes off that way. Mm-hmm. And like when I was listening to it, out at first I was like, oh, okay, it's, it's it's he's going back to like one of those shout out tracks, you know. He's, right. I didn't, cause I didn't think you were gonna rhyme on it. I thought you were just gonna, you know, shout out people and then just kind of, you know, have fun. And then you rhyme. I was like, oh, okay, right on. So it, it kind of eases into, you know, the rhyme. So it's a super dope, dope song. Great way to end the, end the album. Uh, Profound. What's on your mind, man? Got any got any thoughts? Any questions? I'm like, I was making sure that it was locked in my Spotify. Oh yes, please. I, yeah. I think you're gonna dig this one for sure, for sure. So again, if you if you're tuning in and you have not heard the album, it's That's by a Lex. Cover too, man. Yeah, it's a super dope cover. What yeah. was the who did the cover? Well, um, so the actual like the faces that mm-hmm. that that are kind of split open on the cover, like that that art is done by the soloist. Okay. Um, uh, he's he's an uh, he's a graphic designer as well as an MC and a producer out of New Jersey, uh, Jersey City. Um, the soloist, so he's, he's a talented dude. Um, so actually, like uh, my face logo, I've had for a while. I wanted to replicate that with a version for Buck, and and it, I mean, it was my idea to split the faces. Like the rest of the artwork is put together by me. Um, dope. dope. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, that's dope. I, I want to start a trend in uh, the hip hop world, where you, where you leave the bottom of the artwork, just like not just, just a little piece at the bottom and you have the album title listed, the artist listed and whoever did the artwork listed. Cause, there, cause like the new, the new wave of, of album covers like 
there's nothing on there except the art, which is cool. Like the artwork is is really interesting, and I love all these covers. But it's like, man, who who did who, the, is, who did what? Yeah. Who did it? Who is it? Who's the artist? You know, and I get people hitting me up all the time, like, who is this artist that you just posted? You know, who's who's in the, the days of streaming? What's that? Yeah. I said in the days of streaming, that would be dope. Right, right. So just like a little line on the bottom, just like a black line, you know, that tells us all the information. So there you go. I'm putting it, putting it out there in the world. Yeah, well, I mean, it, I'm, I'm going to stop saying who does the art or anything like that. The only way you're going to know is if you buy the CD because it's, it's no, always that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, put it up. Can you, on Bandcamp, yeah, on Bandcamp, you can put a, like the insert only if you buy it, right? Can you do that? Yes, you can add it as like a bonus item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you buy it, you, you so you get the cover, you can see the cover, but then if you buy the album, you can get all the artwork. And then then that's when you know. That's a, that's a dope if way. the artist decides to do it. Right. That's true, that's true, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, so again, if you have not heard that album, it's called Let Go, uh, it's by Lex, N-Y-R-E. Uh, check that out. I think it's on all streaming platforms that I'm aware of. So, uh, but go to the Bandcamp. What's the Bandcamp? The Bandcamp is lexnyre.bandcamp.com. Yes, go there, buy it, support this man. It's a dope album uh, from this year. Yes, yes. Um, so before we get into what's next uh, for you, Lex, I want to play a little game called One Word. <laughs> I will. I will show an album cover. And uh, I'll, I'll say it out loud for those that are listening to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And you just tell me the first word that comes to your mind. And Profound, uh, you can jump into, of course. Yep. We'll, just, we'll have some conversations. All right. So we, these guys came up earlier in the podcast. So I want to start uh, with this right here. This is uh, Stone Crazy by the Beat Nuts. Hey. Hard. Hard. Profound? Um, hard. Uh Damn. Uh, yeah, damn. Is that your word, damn? Yeah, man. I'm saying damn because I said, I man, you know, that deal that loud fell through, man. I didn't get a chance to do that. That's right. Damn. That's right. That's right. They got, uh, they, they fell onto relativity with that, right? They went on to loud. I was on loud for a minute, but it, my deal fell through before I got a chance to have them do the, get, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. Damn. That would have been dope. That would have been ah, yeah, man. So yeah, damn. Hey, what, what do you like better, this album or uh, the what was their first album? What was the first album name? I can't remember. Intoxicated Demons, or that's the EP. No, the second. No, not that one. Uh, ah, I, just, I was, I was just looking at it because I thought about showing that one. Oh well, yeah. no worries. Both dope albums in their own right. All right. Next. Yeah, my favorite is Stone Crazy, though. Actually, yeah. yeah is Stone this your? And then, then Musical Massacre probably next. Yeah, this is a great album. Okay. Uh, Three Feet High and Rising by De La Soul. <laughs> I, love, I love when the head goes back. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you want to pick the right word, um, but it's just like um, uh, magnificent, man. Magnificent. Yeah. I, w- I would. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Classic. Classic. Yeah. I w- those words, and I would say experience. Mm-hmm. This is one of those albums. I think it was probably the first album that I felt like it was an experience with the music. It wasn't, oh, just, yeah. it wasn't just dope. Yeah. It was like I was there, you know. So anyway, all right. Long Hot Summer by Master Ace. Oh, no, 
One word. Fats. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For sure. Dope album. Master Ace, man. He's, he's oh. the king of the concept albums. Man. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm going to say Supreme. Supreme. Yeah. I love that. I love that album right there, man. That's one of my personal favorites. I was a yeah. big Master Ace fan. Uh, just just a, a little more background before we get into your next one you hold yeah. up. Um, uh, I had dropped an album with Debonair P um, oh. years ago. Um, he, he was going by the name Polarity back then. And that's actually somebody I met through the Master Ace um, mm. boards, <laughs> hip hop message boards. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. That's dope. So, yeah, big fan, big fan of Master Ace. Yeah. He's Ill. he's one of the best, man. Cause I mean, he's one of the few that's been out as long as he has been, and you could you could arguably say he's getting better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like his album, like his last album with Marco Polo, it's a phenomenal incredible. album. Yeah, story. Incredible. Incredible. He does it every time. Every time. Every time. And yeah, not a week, not a week album is catalog. Amazing. All right. Yeah, matter of fact, you know what? Shout out to Ace. His birthday tomorrow. Is it really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Hey, well, if you're listening, happy birthday, Master Ace. Happy Shout birthday. out. What's up, Ace? Yes. All right. Capital Punishment. A big pun. Oh, this guy. Mastery. Master. I Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Profound. Man, kung Fu, man. <laughs> man. No doubt. Man, he was so ill with it. All right. One day it'll all make sense. By common. <sighs> Deep. Deep. Yeah. G-O-D. Yeah, yeah, G-O-D, um, uh, gaining one's definition. Well, um, I'm trying to think of the joint with Lauren Hill, too, man. Um, he he has a, he, he went pretty deep on that album. And even even from a lyrical perspective, the joint with De La Live at the, the amphitheater. Mm, so when they, what, the joint with Lauren, the retrospect for, retrospect for life, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, the cannabis joint, making a name for ourselves. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm many. when you think about like the type of things that he's done he did on that album that you don't really hear repeated on many other places like stolen moments he has part one later in the album to 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 discuss like three different phases of that story three parts yeah that's the and 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 black thought and q-tip as part of that trilogy, that's amazing. That's just an amazing album. And one too many, that might be my favorite beat on there. One too many. Oh man, Doug Infinite. You know about Doug Infinite, man. Okay, this next album. Oh man, I love this album. Jewels by OC. Mm. Damn, what can I say about Jewels? Jewels. Um, Damn, you said one word. <laughs> if you go over, you get taxed, man. So be careful. Right, I ain't got no luxury tax money. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's is a, a diamond. Like that, uh-huh. that yeah. that's literally that's like a diamond in the dirt, man. Like if yeah. you, it, it, for for whatever reason, it seems like only so many people are really up on that album, but everyone that is absolutely loves it. Yeah. True, yeah, true. So, so the one word would be whatever the one word for before it's time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you had that, if I could pick one word to say before it's time, like, you know, I would use that to describe that album. I don't even know what the word is. Lyrical. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's so it's so dope, man. Like 
you know, like, what do you say? What do you say about it? Like, what we hell? Can you put one word on it? No, of course not. I mean, you can't put one word on any of these, but that's that's the the challenge. I mean, maybe dense. And you know what? Wait a dense. minute. Dense. Right, but hold on. What's the name yeah. of the album? Jewel, jewels, jewels. It's, so, it's a jewel. What, what's the, what's the, what's the <laughs> word? What's the word that describes itself? I, uh, I'm I'm an that butcher that. I'm you know what I'm talking about. Is that right? Onomatopoeia is actually this, it's a descriptive word for like a sound. So, like, pow. <laughs> oh, right, right. I was going to say, because Jules describes itself. Anyway, okay. Here we go. Next one Temple of Boom by Cypress Hill. Uh, trippy. <laughs> yeah. Trippy. I... Psychedelic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to throw an oddball in here. That was some of Mugs production too. Yeah, it was. What was the song on it? I think my favorite favorite beat he ever did is on this joint, but I can't remember the name of the joint. Was it like Illusions or something? Or uh... I don't think so. I'll have to go back. Um I think it's Boom Diddy Bye Bye. Oh, Boom Diddy Bye Bye is nice. I think that's, I think that's the joint. That's that beat nice is beat. so good. Okay. Homeboy Sandman, Dusty. Hmm. I, I, you know, you said it a second ago, dense. Because <laughs> there, there's a lot to unpack anytime you yeah. listen to what you're saying, man. And, and uh, same, same with uh, with RTNC, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no uh, doubt. It's, it's a dope collaboration. I love I love Homeboy Sam, man. All right. A few more. I'm having a good time with you guys on this. All right. Here we go. Rock Marciano, Marsburg. Or no, not Marsburg. Uh, Rosebud's Revenge. Sorry. Rosebud's Revenge by Rock Marciano. <laughs> Fucking pimp. <laughs> true, true. In that same vein, we got the Knights Gambit by Ka. Oh, I ain't heard that. Uh, oh man, you ain't heard that? Nah. Ooh, tap into that with Ka's. Ka's probably my favorite writer of the moment. Yeah. Just writer. The guy's incredible. You can you can listen to it ten times. You know, uh, on the eleventh listen, you'll catch some. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for sure. Chess. I mean, that that that, that album. You know, he he themes all his albums. This this one is definitely centered around chess. So I say chess. Chess. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Right. He, I, Kyle, man. I this album to me, like, I don't know. You, it's it's just so atmospheric in a way. You mm -hmm. know, it's just, it's just a phenomenal album. I was. It's funny. I was. I was playing um, Descendants of Cain in in the whip um, a few days ago with my wife, and I was like curious because she's she's a real like she she was a hip hop head coming up, um, but she she's gotten to the point where she's kind of over it because the shit is so misogynistic sometimes and, and yeah. just kind of like immature, like a lot of rap doesn't know how to grow up. Um, but I was playing this album and I was curious, but she, you know, because she's also like. You know, you got to be sonically in tune with it. And I asked her what her thoughts were on it. I thought she was going to diss it. Um, but she was like, I like it. It's, you know, it's, it's different. Um, mm. I feel like the, that dude has almost like his own subgenre of rap um, that, that nobody else really can step into that same realm and, and have the same impact. I, I, yeah. I hear some people trying, um, but it, it, it's not the same. Yeah. That, dude's, that, that dude's an incredible writer. He is. And he's a, a you know, He's one of those artists that like 
you have to hide, you have to hold him at a different caliber than all the rest. I think, you know, I agree. And, but, but he doesn't, he doesn't ask for it. Right. You know, he's just, he's, it's just, he just has that presence. Like, Oh, okay. This is something different. You yes. Know? This is, yes. this is something that we peasants down here, you know, strive to be, you know, but he is it, you know? And it's funny because I, I finally popped up to uh, one of his pop-up shops because um, I because I caught the tweet, I guess, because, um, mm. you know, like every year or, or two years when he puts out an album, he, he'll do like a uh, an in-person uh, selling of, of, of the of the of the merch um, in New York. And oh, so for for um, Hermit and the Recluse, he did that. Mm. Um, and uh you know that that was the first time I got to actually meet him, um, and he seemed like like in person, same type, of, same type of dude. Very uh, like the presence is there, but still a lot of humility and, and yeah. just thankful for, for the turnout that he had and all that type of dude. You feel good about supporting, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I had the same experience. I emailed him. I think it was after the Nice Gambit, and I was just like, "Yo, I, I really appreciate this album. It's really good. It, you know, gave some." Some positive feedback and he emailed me back he was like man I'm, I'm honored i really appreciate this thank you you know i was like wow I, I wasn't really expecting him to you know respond i just wanted to you know show him some love so yeah he's a cool dude all, all right what's that so a lot a lot of times when the artists are, are that good you know they're, they're they're usually good people too yeah yeah for sure, <laughs> for sure. yeah no doubt all right last one his name came up early in the show too uh, so this is a prince among thieves, a mm. prince Paul. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, the, the the word that comes to mind when I see that album is story. Um, story. Yeah. Because that, like, if you want to talk about concept albums, that's one of the greatest right there. Yeah. 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 When it comes to concept albums, my one word would be goat. I think this is the greatest concept album of all time that I've heard. You know, there's probably might be albums out there I haven't heard, but this one. It was like the best NBA All-Star game ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and, and the, I think the thing that's most challenging, like we was talking about Ace earlier and how he ties his albums together conceptually. And they all, you know, they, they, they play magnificent. They play, you could actually sequence them in, in a fashion where you're getting his life story, which is dope. Or, right. or the life story of, of a character. Um and uh but but what what's different about a prince among thieves is that you're dealing with so many different artists and and so many top caliber artists that really bought into the concept and 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 were willing to play a role in, within mm -hmm. the album like a movie it was uh, yeah, it's yeah. incredible and, and and breeze breeze man like i i just wish that guy had a, a bigger discography for me to buy i know i know i feel same way. I mean, that's a class. That album he did, uh, Clear Blue Skies, that's just a classic album. It's so good, like from beginning to end, beats, lyrics, everything. Um, such a good album. So, yeah. Yeah, that Prince Among Thieves, like you, you mentioned, movie, like it really is a movie. It just doesn't have the, you know, the visuals to it, but it, it really plays like a movie. So good. So good. They did have uh, one track, um, at least one video that I remember. I think it was with Exhibits, .x, and uh, I forget who else was on the record. I just been Breeze, um, but uh, yeah, that was a, that was a dope. They 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 made a dope little video that that made it feel like a movie too. 
I know De La Soul was in, did they have two videos or was it one and they just chopped it up? Because De La Soul was in a video. Yeah, they probably, I, I think just that chopped it up. Song. I, can't, I can't recall which one. It's taking it back a bit. When did that drop? Like 99? Good question. I don't yeah, know what it says. One maybe. Somewhere in that era. 99. 99? Man, so good. Yeah, that's what it says on the thing. 99, so. Dope albums, dope, dope albums. So, uh, Lex, what is next for you, man? What do you have on the horizon that you want people to know about? Yeah, so um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm uh, wrapping up my, my next project with uh, Buck. Um, hoping to get that out. Um, I want to say either in the second or third quarter of 2021. I'm not trying to rush it. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is done. I'm waiting on maybe one feature that I really want for it. Um, that's been in discussion for a while. Uh, but but I can say a couple of folks that will be on it already. Um, Shabam Sadiq's on a joint. Um, I got um, FU's on, the, on that same joint with Shabam. Um, I'm drawing blanks right now, man. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, yeah. No, so there's there's there's, there's going to be a couple of uh, stellar features on there. But um, aside from that, um, just this this one takes what what if you like what you hear on Let Go, um, uh, expect um, a little bit more uh, personal content. You know, mm. more along the lines of the last couple of joints that you liked on the project. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like the like this this expands upon that uh, quite a bit. You know, this is this is more like um, still a couple of concept records, but also just 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 a bit more in depth. Um, you know, expression um, on, on this project. I'm real happy with uh, like two two of my favorite songs that I've ever recorded um, are on that project. So I'm really looking forward to getting that one out and, and getting some feedback on those. Yeah. Um, oh. And uh, so aside from that, I'm also working on um, a, an EP that is uh, really going to be connected to the uh, Alex series. So, I mean, Dope. if anybody that was into the Alex album, um, I'm going to have an EP that's going to be actually uh, named John, which is <laughs> my middle name. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, that that's that's uh, going to be a predecessor. That's, that's also going to be self-produced. And that's going to be a predecessor to uh, my last name project, which is going to be a project with uh, me and my brother um, on the production. Nice. Uh, but uh, one step at a time, John is John. John will be on the way next year as well. Um, you know, I, I think I'm thinking that John's going to end up being lined up right before the Buck project. Okay. Um, and, and uh, there's one other, if anybody that's followed me in the past, um, Break the Pattern is another series that I've had. Um, the first Break the Pattern was was me just rhyming over breaks um, released for free. Um, and then the second one was an instrumental project where I was just looping uh, Roy Ayers records. Oh, nice. um, so so the third one is, is actually going to be me um, running with some, uh, you know, what I, what I try to do with the Break the Pattern series is really just like kind of uh, take a different approach towards releasing a project that um, 
uh, incorporates a different production style. So for the third one is actually going to be all Rucker Collective samples. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Motif Alumni and, and Kaz, mm -hmm. um, you know, they have uh, their um, essentially kind of like their library music that they release for um, for producers to use for, for oh, samples. Nice. That's dope. Um, right. So, so yeah, I'm, I, I, that's that's also self-produced outside of obviously the Rucker Collective production aspect of it, um, and uh, so so that that one's pretty nice. I got I I I'll mention uh, the feature with Finale on that one. Um, really looking forward to getting that record out. Yeah, that's that's the, he's been in mind for a long time. So uh, that was dope to get him on a record. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a couple of other things. There's one other EP that that's in the works right now with um, uh, a New York producer that's uh, done some stuff with some done some projects for Legends. I, I don't want to put too much out about that just yet, um, just because you know um, we want to wrap up the music before we start really talking about what's going to happen with it. Um, but but yeah, so a couple of EPs next year as well as the project with Buck is is really what I'm looking at. Right on, man. Sounds like you got a lot coming. We uh, we're, we can't wait, man. Uh, we'll be eagerly anticipating it. If you don't know this man's music, his catalog, go to his band camp, search it out, Lex, N-Y-R-E. Um, go, go scoop up all his music, check it out. It's, it's, it's dope. He's got a dope catalog out there. Uh, and do, are you on social media? You like when people follow you or are you not really yeah, on that? I mean, but... I, it's all right, I guess. You know, it's people follow me. Uh, yeah, so I'm just Lex NYRE pretty much everywhere, um, okay. except for Twitter. Twitter, I'm Lex718. So um, you can find me on Twitter.com slash Lex718. Um, you can find me on SoundCloud under Lex NYRE Bandcamp, LexNYRE.Bandcamp.com. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. Um, actually, if you search either by Lex NYRE or Lex 718, you're going to find either my artist page or my personal page. So you can hit me up on there as well. Um, shit, I, I, I drop a lot of uh, links to other people's music. I'm not going to be spamming nobody's page. So don't be afraid to friend request me. Um, if anything, <laughs> you want to people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's... That's pretty much it for me, you know, right like catch me where you catch me. If you see me in the street, <laughs> say what up, give me a head nod. <laughs> no doubt, just, no just doubt. keep your mask over here and over there. <laughs> Profound, you have any last thoughts, last words? I was mad. I'm getting my friend request in, man, so I can I can be in tune too and get networking <laughs> too, you know? For man, sure. brother, I, I just, man, I appreciate what you do, man. You know, music is dope. I, I don't tell until I started the album, I didn't get a chance to to finish all of it, but I'm about to when we get done. Um, but man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I look forward to getting up with you. I'll be at you. Thank you man. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, uh, you know, if, if, if yourself profound and anybody else that, that, that tends to follow me, you know what I'm saying? Drop a line, man. Say what's up. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm definitely... Uh, I, I don't. I don't consider myself um, uh, to be above or below anyone else. So you know, I'm. I'm uh, don't be shy. You know what I'm saying? Say what up, and, and, and I'm gonna do the same. Right on. I appreciate it. Well, Lex, thanks so much for coming by, man, and hanging out with us here on the Boom Bap Chat. I appreciate you. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for for uh, 
extending your platform and um, you know what I'm saying, uh, make people aware and, and, and give me the opportunity to make people aware of what it is that I'm doing. I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, one thing, oh, my man, Sofa King. Um, Sofa King? I, I know my shit backwards on, on the screen, but um, Sofa King got a project that's about to drop within the next couple of days. I'm on that. Um, oh, dope. I'm on a joint with one of my favorite MCs, um, as well as, you know, like, uh, he, he just dropped a single with Benny um, mm. a few days ago. So uh, yeah, keep an eye open for my man, Sofa King, one word. Um, that's, that's, that's Ear Candy family. So Dope. shout outs to Casper, Chad Rocker, um, you know what I'm saying? Starving Beats, C's, uh, you know, Apocalypse, uh, that, that, the whole clique, the whole family, First Breed, Legit Easy, you know what I'm saying? C-Space. So I'm done with my shout outs for now. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. We, we do this all night. This is hip hop. We got everyone to shout out. So it's all good. Yeah, I'm going to get my Ralph McDaniel. <laughs> right on. Cool, man. Well, thanks again. Make sure you all go check out his work. Uh, you know where to find it. He just told you. Lex N-Y-R-E. Get his music. Listen to it. It's dope. And we'll be back next Thursday. We have uh, Tab One who will be joining us. And we're going to be talking about his music. He's super dope MC as well. And Tab then right. in two weeks, we have a super dope producer coming through. Uh, he just released an album, not just, but he released an album with AG uh, earlier this year. We got Ray, uh, Ray, uh, I'm blanking on the last name. Ray West. Ray West. I was going to say Ray Lewis. I was like, I, we ain't got Ray Lewis. We got Ray West coming on in two weeks. Oh, don't tell. <laughs> so make yeah. sure you tune in. We'll be back yeah, next shout Thursday. Shout out to Ray West, man. Shout out to the Bronx. Yeah, no doubt. We'll see y'all next time. All right, Lex. All right, fellas. Yo, Peace. Appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good night. Man, word.